in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Well, I think there's a huge benefit just going through it a second time. You know, OTAs and mini camp and training camp were all the first time for him last year. So when you can go now through a second time, you know what's coming. Um, I think it helps you just simplify, you know, what you're having to focus on. And, and you also know defense is better. You know the speed of the game better. So um, that's that natural growth that, takes, growth that takes place as you go through the league. Did you play that because his voice cracked? No, I didn't. I literally didn't. Clowning Kirk like that? No, I did not. I, I would never. Have, I think, I think we have somewhere in our system. Just it's like a uh-huh. highlight reel of him having his voice crack at the last scrimmage, right? Uh-huh. Red ninety eight. Uh-huh. <laughs> his voice cracks. <laughs> it happens. Happens See? to everybody. Right there. It's okay. You like that? Yep. You like that? Yep. Well, this is Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system, ultra-realistic and true-to-life visuals powered by NextVision. And booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. It is time once again for Judd's Mm. training camp notes. Mm. And I love that... Sometimes at the top of your notes, when you'll send them to us, you'll put like a little weather summary too. Yep. You didn't do it for this one, but yesterday you put like uh, humid, like humid, yeah, humid and humid. then some other weather note. And I'm wondering if you could put like the full details, the barometer, no, the humidity percentage, I won't and, be doing and everything that. going forward. Okay. But uh, Wednesday was definitely hot, not as muggy, and a nice, a nice breeze. It was a good day for mm-hmm. full pads with, I believe, no time limit restrictions. We're past the point where they can actually have huge restrictions on practice time. I think it's an hour and a half when it starts. Uh, So yes, yesterday was a perfect day to work in full pads as far as the comfort goes. You worked up a big sweat, but you know what? That's what football's all about, gentlemen. Come on! Football! Yes, yes. All right, so where, where do you want to start here? What's the what's the juiciest thing in your you know camp notes from yesterday? You know what? Let's rip off the Band-Aid immediately and go back uh, to what Kirk was talking about at the top of the show, which was a question about Kellen Mond. And let's talk about the battle for backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like this this evolves to me day by day. and And you know what? If you want, like, well thought out, I've watched all the practices and now I can weigh in, but until then I can't, you're you're simply in the wrong place. Purple Daily brings you daily analysis and reaction. And so what I like to do at the start of each practice, especially the ones in full pads, there's only 11 of them, is to really go and delve into how the competition for not the starting job, that's non-existent, it's Kirk Cousins, but the backup job. Kellen Mond v. Sean Mannion. Shall we talk mm-hmm. about it, boys? Okay. All Let's right. Let's do it. So Kellen Mond continues, and this has become a pattern, to be given every chance. It's very, very clear the coaching staff is desperate for him to win the backup job. Now, I would make an argument that I think Mannion still makes it. I think they carry three. Um, so I don't think, I don't believe the third quarterback is in trouble of being cut. But clearly there's a big difference between, you know, Mannion is a guy that we know and Kirk likes him, but if he's the backup and he has to play for, because Kirk, you know, 
for the first time in his career, gets hurt, and he has to play three or four games, we're basically screwed, right? I think the Mon thought is third-round pick, let's train him in the offense, let's get him going. And if Kirk gets hurt, it's far from ideal, but we might have a shot. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, two padded practices in, and I believe eight practices total. Kellen Mond is bigger. Uh, the ball looks better coming out of his hand. The amount of time that he takes, though, to make a decision about where to throw and the amount of time that he is taking off right now because he, in a game, would have either been sacked or just things break down is entirely too long. And in a couple of days ago, I said, well, you know, with what the Vikings are doing, it's a new scheme, a new offense for Mond as well. So it's going to take some time. And I'm willing to give him that benefit of the doubt, but I'm telling you right now, There have been far, far too many occasions right now where there are plays designed that I don't think are that difficult, and he is thinking entirely too much. We've got got to start to read and react quicker, very quickly, or I become very concerned that this guy is a third quarterback and maybe a practice squad guy. Yeah, there's a lot of really smart quarterback gurus that will tell you that you can— you can have the arm strength, you can have the accuracy, you can have the mobility in the pocket, all these different things. You can you can be, you know, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen outside the pocket. But if you can't process everything you're seeing within a second and a half, two seconds, none of it matters. So it's but it's also it's hard to know, okay, is he just not does he not have NFL processing speed? Which Christian Christian Ponder didn't have NFL processing speed. Most quarterbacks don't have NFL processing speed. Or was he stuck in a bad situation in year one, didn't get the proper introduction into the league, and now he's trying to devour this new playbook? You know, it's it's hard to know. And maybe we can find out more as we go through, but he's also had six months to sort of Right. Read the playbook and figure it out. He's gone through OTAs and mini camps, and bingo. You don't get you don't get ten years, right? Exactly <laughs> you, right. Especially when you're a third round pick. If you're a first round pick, maybe they give you a little bit more leeway, but you're not you're not going to get a decade here to figure it out. So that's this is an inter. I'm, and I'm just going off what you're saying here, but mm-hmm. interesting critique of Kellen Mond, and I think that both certainly. Mannion and Mond, to a large degree, are going to get their opportunities in the exhibition games, and so that's going to help a bit. But I will say, I will say this as why I believe that right now this discussion is important. The 2022 Vikings have expectations. All right. And I would tell you this if this continues through, because there's only three exhibition games. If this continues through the first two, and and Mannion's not going to change. He is who he is. Uh, which, in my opinion, is not a sufficient backup to actually have to play. Uh, there's going to come a point in time where I think you do have to sit down and say, okay, Kirk doesn't get hurt, but that's a really bad thing to be, be like, well, Kirk doesn't get hurt, so it's no big deal. Well, you know, the second that you say that, something goes wrong, Phil. So I, yeah. I also think where this becomes an important discussion is this is not a rebuilding, retooling team. I, I mean, they call it what? A competitive Rebuild, but the reality is ownership has expectations of winning football games pretty damn quick here. Um, right now, I wouldn't feel comfortable with either of these guys being my backup. I'm not saying you're going to get a great one, but I am saying I think you at least have to have a guy that can process the game itself if Kirk goes out. And right now, Mannion and Mond, and Mond is scaring me more and more, don't have the ability to process the game itself. 
Okay, what is so we're you were kind of touching on the the stuff that doesn't look so good. Is there are there any flashes? Because like on on one hand, you could here's all the things he needs to get better at. But if he's not also showing flashes at the peak of his potential, then I don't know if any of this. What's what's the hope, right? So is he is he is he showing any flashes from what you can see in these practices? He's throwing a better football right now. His football, I, I mean, when, when he does throw, the problem is if it comes out too late, it doesn't matter. But yes, he is. He definitely, as far as physically and the actual release of the football itself from his arm, he definitely looks the part far more in two thousand in camp two thousand twenty two than he did camp two thousand twenty one. Uh, but just. Uh, not to be a buzzkill here, but the reality is this. If the ball doesn't come out, like if you can't process it, I can throw the ball great. But guess what? I'm sacked. And at some point in time, too, this does get into the very important discussion of how much can you realistically expect from your line? Because, you know, it's fine to say, well, he's sacked again. The line stinks, right? Okay. At some point in time here, though, the line's expectation has to be, we've done our job. You need to yeah. deliver the football, which is not a simple job, but, of course, it's imperative to being successful. I think there's a, yeah, there's a whole conversation, whether it's talking about Mond or even talking about Kirk, of because sometimes I think if the offensive line isn't perfect and a brick wall and keeping the pocket entirely clean all the time, then we think they're failing. But that's not how the NFL works, because guess what? The opposing team is sending 275-pound athletic machines to try and hunt your quarterback. They're going to do it sometimes successfully. So the, you're, whether it's Monder or Cousins, yeah, the Vikings need to get their center situation fixed, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But you're not going to have it perfect. You're not going to have it clean all the time. You're right. not going to have these conditions that are flawless. And, oh, now the quarterback can sit back there for a half hour with a white Russian in hand and survey the defense and progress back and forth. So, yeah, what's the what's the realistic Correct. expectation for what the offensive line should provide? Anyways. All right, from bad to good. I'm trying to mix things up here, okay? So I'm going to well, give, objective I'm journalism give you the good. Objective yeah, but there's good things, too. There's good things, too. And I don't, don't want to necessarily bury those good things. The good. The top three receivers look fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And, yes, this is probably redundant, but you know what? It's fun to talk about. Justin Jefferson is ready to go right now. Justin Jefferson, you can tell he is, and this is what I love about this kid. I think he has taken it personally that he is considered, you know, oh, you're top 10, Justin. You know, you're number six, you're number five, something like that, right? Six, probably. Uh, And he's like, no, that's BS. I'm number one. This guy in practice is playing like you do in games. Uh, I can't help but watch him. And, and, Mm. There's There are several reasons why training camp practices are excruciating to watch, right? The heat, the redundancy of the plays, the fact you don't have tackling. Like, there's a lot of things about football practice. Why would I want to watch football practice? But I'm going to tell you right now, if you have an inkling to come out to TCO, there's one guy to watch, 18. Um, the amount of fun it is in seeing a true craftsman prepare to basically take the dagger to teams is phenomenally fun. Like, like there is the dagger, the dagger. Yeah. But I mean, he is, I'm telling you guys, when you see a craftsman and that's what Jefferson is, he is, he is honing a craft and here's what I love. And I think this is the, I think this is 
something a lot of players talk about, but they don't really know what they're talking about, and it's certainly hard to practice. Every snap that Justin Jefferson is on the field in training camp practice, there's a purpose to it. And that is to cut your heart out, Packers, Lions, Bears, opponents. That is to cut your heart out. Uh, he is not nearly as as like brash as Moss was. I mean, Moss, to, to call a spade a spade, could be a complete jackass. Justin yeah. Jefferson is a good kid. But make, Jefferson seems more mature at his age than 100%. Moss was at his. 100%. And I think I think he's more comfortable uh, in some ways in his own skin at, at this point in life, too. But that being said, he has every desire that Moss had to basically shove it up anybody's, you know what, who didn't draft him, and to show that by the end of the season, he should be considered among, if not, the top receiver in the entire league. And it's a delight to watch. I love it. There's a video that's kind of blowing up on the Scornet TikTok account. I'm assuming Judd was the videographer for that one-handed Justin Jefferson catch in the back yeah. of the end zone. Just an yeah. individual drill. Good, Judd. Just reaches up with one hand, pulls it down, does a little a dunk through the crossbar. It's unbelievable. He he caught one from so O'Connell was throwing balls to him in those drills as well on Wednesday. And O'Connell's how O'Connell was drafted in the third round, I have no idea. Like he's got a hitch in his technique. Like his pat I don't know who scout, oh, you're du- scouted him. You're, he's well, not, you're saying he was an over he was an completely. overdraft. Oh, completely. Like I'm sure he's incredibly smart, clearly. But Dude, at, you should you should do a full article on scornot.com just just ripping his throwing mechanics. Go and watch. <laughs> go and watch the clips. It's that no Dex surprise Kevin O'Connell's NFL Dude, career didn't take off. His mechanics are so flawed. He's got like a little <laughs> hitch. But anyway, he he threw a very very average to below one to Jefferson, and Jefferson one hands it, makes a great play, and just laughs. That's Justin Jefferson. Uh, I don't know if, if you quite understand the power of your videographer work here so far at training camp. So. It's my new craft in life. I take we're notes almost, and do video videography. Do we're almost up to nine thousand TikTok followers, and the, there's been two videos just in the last few days here. One of them's kind of gone viral, almost two hundred thousand views, and it's it's amazing framework by you. And it's Lewis <laughs> Seen just ripping a tackling dummy in half on a tackle. Yep. And uh, and then the one you posted or sent to Declan to post yesterday of Jefferson catching a pass with one hand. And then dunking it through the crossbar is up to almost forty thousand views so far on the Scorner TikTok account. Who would have thought that Judd would be the master yep. videographer behind viral TikTok videos? Always be prepared in, in life. Always be prepared for the unexpected. <laughs> who would have thought that a guy who used to be the main Vikings beat guy at the Star Tribune now would be doing TikToks? Yep. Put the pen down and Eating pick up Judd? the camera. Yep. Purple Daily Minute. Sorry. Purple, Purple Daily, Daily Minute. Minute. Purple it's Daily my Minute. new thing. I've renamed it. Yeah. Love it, love it. All right, uh, before we get back to Judd's camp notes here, a shout-out to a new partner of ours on Purple Daily, Prize Picks, okay? An easy way to play daily fantasy. So here's how it works. You pick between two and five players and an over-under on their projections, and you went up to ten times on any entry. Prize Picks offers every major sport, NFL, NBA, and uh, MLB, NHL, college sports. So PGA's on here too, and I got to tell you, man, that's where inject that into my veins. Uh, you can even run mixed sport entries where you can take the over on like a Cousins thing combined with the over on like I don't know Ricky Fowler or something, and you can pair those in the same entry. Use the promo code North, promo code North, 
and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Check out the Prize Picks app or the website at PrizePicks.com. Uh, and while you're at it, maybe check out Livia if you want to lose some weight this fall heading into football <laughs> season. Con- huh? Combo, yes, exactly yeah. right. And and I am down as I've been talking about for months now. 40 pounds, thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And here's the best part. Because of them, I am keeping that weight off. And that is the toughest thing in life, right? We've all lost weight, and that's fantastic. But the question becomes, can you keep that weight off? I've done that. Dawn's down 12-plus pounds because she looked at me, and she said, Judd, how are you losing all this weight? And I said, Livia. And she said, well, I'll join, too. So the Zolgad family down 50-plus pounds, and now... You can get personalized and guided support online or in person, whichever is most convenient for you. And the Simple Start Plan, ladies and gentlemen, it's only $59. $59 to reshape your body, to fit into clothes that haven't fit for years. 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Join me in not only shedding those pounds, but keeping them off at livia.com. Boom. All right, back to Judd's camp notes here. Handwritten and in the flesh. Let's talk tight ends. And by the way, guys, I followed through on my on my uh, vow from two days ago and went up in the stands to watch practice Wednesday. So, like, I got the big view. Now, I couldn't take pictures and I couldn't send deck stuff because by then the team has said, no go on that. Uh, but I did track offensive lines and I also tracked uh, tight ends. And so here's yes, here's the important thing. Here's the important thing too. So mm. Irv Smith is out, broken thumb surgery. Team, as Kevin O'Connell said a couple days ago, hopes that he's back for the opener against the Packers. You know, it's probably fair to next doubt man that. up. Next man, exactly up. right. And, th- and that becomes the question when it comes to tight ends that can catch passes. Do you have that man? Do you have that guy? Come get your man's because Mama, there goes that, that man. man. And his name is Zach Davidson. Actually, here's the thing about this. So so the first team tight ends that I saw the most were easily now the guy that's ascended to Irv Smith Jr.'s place on the depth chart is Johnny Mutt. Ben Ellison also got some first team work. Zach Davidson did too, but I think Zach Davidson and Ellison are probably battling for that's that's second spot. That's seven on seven with Mon second team yesterday. Davidson tipped the ball, not good, intercepted by Patrick Peterson. But he also caught a touchdown pass from Mond, 7-on-7 against Harrison Smith. That's good. I will say this about the tight end battle. The names that I just gave you, the three names, are generally guys that are going to be asked to block more, not catch passes. If Irv Smith Jr. is going to be out for any amount of time and they want to work him in, now now there is a chance that K.J. Osborne simply steps into that place and just catches passes that Irv was going to catch. But if that's not the plan, if they're saying, oh, my God, Irv's going to miss the first three games, I think they need to go get a tight end that can catch passes because the guys that they've got are fine. But here's what I really don't like, and this is going to – this is going to sound like a criticism, and I guess it sort of is, but for the purposes of camp notes, it's not meant to be. Johnny Munts of the world are guys that Kirk Cousins gets very comfortable to throwing to, and they have no ability for yak. Yeah. They have no ability for yards after catch. And in yep. fact, they're almost they're almost safety blanket guys. Like if Irv Smith catches a pass, can be a crossing route, right? 
it can be a play that can turn explosive quickly because he's got the ability to do that. Um, I want to remove as many, and I'm not saying short passes because a Dalvin Cook can take a short pass and make a big play from it. I yeah. want to remove safety blankets, though. So, you know, Kirk panics, it's third or, or it's second and 13. Okay. There's Johnny Munt, and there's five yards. Yeah, no, you want to get the ball in the hands of guys that can make something happen once they catch it. That's totally fair. Totally fair. Um, can I say, though, that a, this is where I'm intrigued by. It's Zach Davidson, right? He's the yep. Yep. he's the Division Two kid they drafted a year ago. So we brought this up on, uh, on our Scoop with Doogie discussion on Mackie and Judd, but it's worth bringing up on Purple Daily. Again, Division Two, Division Two, Division Two, not FCS, Division Two. So grain of salt. But that dude caught fifteen touchdown passes, six foot seven target, fifteen touchdown receptions, his redshirt junior year in Division Two in college. So I, I I don't think he steps in and just replaces Irv Smith Jr. But if you're looking for hey between the twenties, we're gonna run a lot of three wide receiver, maybe even four wide receiver sets, but for sure very heavy on three wide receiver sets. So we're not as desperate for a tight end target between the twenties, but once you get into the ends into the red zone area, could a six foot seven tight end have a chance to stick his hands up in the air, those big paws back by the pylons, and catch five touchdowns this year? Maybe just throwing it out there. Maybe I think the first read there is Thielen. I think the second read there is Jefferson, and I think the third read there is probably Cook. But yes, you could be right. I like the okay. Zach Davidson train. I'm a, I think I'm on board it. I'm not. He can, he can, I've not he decided can yet. He can punt. I've not decided. Division yet. two stud. I you could. I, I was a division two guy. I kind of like this. Wasn't a stud. I'm not going to. I could tell that, that you've got that, a division two like mm. bias of sorts. Okay, my college which is lost fine. his football team. Okay, so now I'm attaching myself well, to another president obscure because your college two president athlete. killed it. Yeah, it did. Declan has division two inferiority <laughs> complex. Is that what you're saying, Ted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I went to a division one college. Okay. I dropped, didn't come anywhere near. I dropped out of one. Uh, all right. <laughs> so from from uh, a bad to good to sort of a question mark. Not bad. Question mark. We're going back to good before before we we end this thing on a bit of a downer. I apologize for that already. Uh, the good. Greg Joseph, the special teams coordinator, said he's going to be fantastic. Right. You know, it's unbelievable what you can do for a kicker when you put him in the right headspace. Seven for seven yesterday. Perfect. Kicks looked great. And I look. Any 50-yarders out there? Uh, you know, I couldn't tell because I, I had come down from the stands and I was behind the goalpost. Football's flying at me at that at that rate, at that place. But anyway, um, Greg Joseph, it is incredible, especially for a position like that, when you put a guy in the right headspace that he can be relaxed, functional, and not feel like, and this is very important, the coaching staff and his head coach hates him. Yeah. It's a, it's a novel approach. How about not making your potentially fragile-minded football player feel like garbage on a regular basis? How about provide working conditions yeah. where he feels empowered and confident to do his job and in a job in which you're probably not going to be perfect, having some leeway to not necessarily be perfect. Like, we want you to be perfect, but if you're right. not perfect, not going to rip you publicly to the media. Exactly. Okay. And the most important too, thing, too, he's not a football player. He's a kicker. Like, he's not no. a football player. I have no problem with with getting in the face a real human. of guys who are football players. 
But I mean, he's a specialized. His leg is an assassin to the hopes of opponents. That's what his leg is. It's an assassin to the hopes of opponents. All right. Should we get to it? I feel like I feel like this is going to be this is going to eventually become a topic on any show that truly cares about this team. But because we're only two pad practices in and eight full practices, uh, as far as also shorts and shells go, I feel I feel like people are trying to wait. You know what? In this life, you don't wait. You react. You move, and that's how you win. Let's talk. We about- like to think that we're ahead of the curve on a regular basis here on Patton Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. A lot of times people will make fun of us and mock us for throwing things out there or maybe panicking early or throwing trade ideas out early. And then later on they realize, oh, okay. Yeah, those guys are visionaries exactly when it comes right. to Minnesota sports. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Because right now we're about to have a conversation that I guarantee has taken place, probably took place last mm-hmm. night at TCO. And it's the center position. Gary Bradbury did not look as bad on Wednesday in full pads as he did on Monday when new defensive tackle Harrison Phillips absolutely worked him. Uh, Nonetheless, Bradbury did not look great. He did not look great. And I got to be honest, my biggest concern is I don't see any real change. Like, he is who he is, which I I think is fair at this point. Okay, so we uh, I think we broke the story. I believe we broke this yesterday, but we have... Further confirmation that the Austin Schlottman days at backup center are now appear to be done. He's been moved to guard. Chris Mm. Reed, who can play guard and center, but they had at guard to start practices. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was at guard through Monday's first full padded practice. Chris Reed spent a second consecutive day backup center yesterday. Um. The problem there is, and this is a, a communication thing, it's Mond, Mannion, and Reed as well. Uh, the football was on the ground far too much. And that's a different topic, but I have real concerns about the sloppiness of practice th- thus far in the padded practices. But let's just talk about the position now. So Reed is going to be, Reed is getting legitimate backup center snaps and work. And the only reason for that is because they saw Bradbury on Monday and said, whoa. And I don't know if they thought, Phil, that the weight gain, because I think Bradbury said he gained like 12 to 15 pounds, if that would would help him hold up against the Kenny Clarks of the world or what. But it's very, very clear that right now they understand that this is going to be and is a legitimate, and I'm telling you right now, this is not panic, just to hammer this home. This is a legitimate concern. It's still a thing, is is what you're saying. And this is usually, traditionally, the time of camp. Once you get like a week in and you get some padded practices under your belt, but you're heading into the first preseason game or joint practice in a couple weeks against San Francisco, this is the, the, the time of camp where you would start to see some switching around. Where, okay, we gave you all mini camp, all OTA, all off season, and we even gave you a week, week and a half into camp and some padded practices and we still don't feel great about your progress, whether it's Bradbury or other positions. Right. Then you start to see, oh, look at so-and-so is mixing in at this position. Oh, they made a switch over here. So then the question becomes, okay, can Chris Reed, without really any extensive experience at center, a lot of experience at guard, but I don't I don't think he's actually taken a snap at center in a, in a regular season game, maybe some preseason work. Sure. Can he get up to speed enough? You mentioned like some of the botched snaps and like the, you know, the ball hitting the ground. 
I'm a little less worried about that. I think if he just went and got some reps and just snapped a football to his quarterbacks after practice or between reps a hundred times too. a day, okay, they you'll get that. that timing down and you'll get used to how those hands feel underneath your pads. Shotgun, though. Where, Shotgun is really bad because one one snap, I think it was with Monda quarterback, went just flying over the poor yeah. guy's head. You don't like to see that. But the I think the reps can kind of iron that stuff out. The stuff yeah. that's less fixable is once the ball is snapped, if you're just getting right. pushed around by the interior defensive lineman. So um, that's probably something as Judd goes back up on the stands here in the next few days. When you watch Chris Reed, yeah, the 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 snap being clean is one thing, but how often is he getting blown off the line of scrimmage compared to Garrett Bradbury? And maybe it's hard to answer because if Bradbury's facing the ones on defense more often and the Dalvin Tomlinsons and the Harrison Phillips and Chris Reed gets to face the backups more often in reps and they cr- and they cross match like the ones versus the twos. But yes, yeah, this is uh, it's not shocking that they would. What happened to Schlotman, by the way? Is he just not? <laughs> I think they were hoping he wasn't getting it done. No, I think they were. hoping. No, I think it, my guess is this. They were hoping to make Bradbury as comfortable as possible. And Schlotman was no threat. And they got well, through a ridiculous. practice. <laughs> And said, no, I no, I think they're big on comfort, man. I think they're big on comfort. I think they're big on on giving guys chances without feeling necessarily that there's a guy breathing down their neck. So originally it was, hey, we brought in these guard Garrett. You know how train wrecky our guard situation is. So we right. brought in all these guards and right. they're just gonna play guard. And Schlotman's just gonna be kind of around, but the job is totally yours. Well, unless you're a train wreck two weeks into camp and then we're moving a guard to center. Yeah, and my guess is that they also their desire was this. Uh their desire was to start the season with probably Davis starting at right guard, Reed behind him, Ingram behind him. And now they're like, Oh my god, the center's really not good. You guys yeah. were all right. And so, yeah, this is going to create, uh, I guess the next step is, is this. At some point in time, and he's going to have to clean things up clearly, but does Reed just start to mix in and get some some snaps with the ones? That's the next question. And that would be, you don't just do that casually, right? No, that's go, just, uh, that's go hey, time. That's go time. Sound the alarm. Mix in with the ones there. Sound the yeah. alarm. Tweet it out. Get it on Facebook. TikTok it. And they know that that if as long as media and fans are watching practice, oh, yeah. if you move Garrett Bradbury out for even one snap, non injury related, yep. you're opening up a whole new can for the fans, media, and for and for the players. And for Garrett Bradbury. Yeah. If Garrett Bradbury and Kirk Cousins and if yeah. if Garrett Bradbury at some point here in camp is removed from the first team, I think there becomes a legitimate question of does he make the roster? Yeah, if he's not the starting center and he's not under contract after the year, yeah. the only thing would be can you get another? You don't center? have because it's like Schlotman's a guard too, by the way. Yeah, so you you don't really have any other. He's the only center on your team. So if he's discer- determined to not be the starting center anymore, would you keep him around just to have another center? Or would you, or try would you and get then a elevate Sokol if in an injury situation? Uh, Sokol, uh, unfortunately, because of, of a bad snap, I believe he was taken out of drills um, with mine yesterday. He he had a really bad snap, Jesus. and and he just left like he just left like so so. KOC does not melt down, like he doesn't swear. I don't hear him, but I I can see his head drop at times, and so and it, he'll just pull you out of just the, pull you out of the practice. And then Sokol walked out, and so my guess is that they said, "Okay, Josh, that's enough for Josh." Yeah, Josh is probably here, at best, despite <laughs> despite my predictions before camp started. Josh is probably at best a practice squad guy, and he might not be a practice squad guy. He might be an insurance guy. 
Mm. And by insurance, like, I don't mean insurance for a team. I mean, really, an insurance guy. <laughs> We're a week and a half in, and you've Dude, got, I gotta you know, pass you gotta judgment. Watch this. You gotta Why watch do you this guys guy send me out there? He's like, no, he's going to work for State Farm. Why do you send me out there? You send Actually, me you know, out there You, you know what? I, I missed the, the easy segue yeah, there. Federated Mutual Insurance there Company could be a great landing place. Great landing place. Josh Sokol. All right. <laughs> and he could be among the other talented, smart people that put in their work to understand your industry and your company to help elevate your company through risk management tools and resources. It's also just a great place to work, too. I've had, got a chance to meet a lot of the people there. It's a great working culture. So if you happen to not be good enough at football and you need a job, you can also check out careers on federatedinsurance.com. But uh, if you're looking for some extra protection, a great partner to uh, to help protect you and your business, federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. Also, before we get into what are people saying about the Vikings and a random Viking of the week, if you have a grimy lakeside area, Mm -hmm. Declan has the solution for you. Yes, I do. You know, you you were just talking about insurance. Well, how about some uh, Aquaside to help remove that nasty lake muck from from your lake home or your pond? There's nothing worse. Nothing worse while you're enjoying these last few summer months, right? It's hot out. You like to run and jump off the dock. I know I certainly do. And then you land and you step in that lake weed and algae. Ugh, it's just the worst feeling. Well, Aquaside pellets can help take care of that. Uh, it's a safe product registered with the EPA and DNR. They're located here in the Twin Cities in the North Metro and White Bear Lakes. You can go and stop in and see them. Or you can order these products at Aquaside.com. Aquaside pellets help you remove that lake weed and muck. All right, what are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? Let's go to a clip of Albert Breer here. Is he, correct me, is he athletic now? Where's Albert Breer working? Sports Illustrated. SI.com, okay. Quarterback. Uh, quarterback. Albert Breer making his tour around the different training camps, and he's got some takes on Twitter and in this video clip on the Minnesota Vikings. The new staff here, new GM, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, new coach, Kevin O'Connell. They really like the core that was left in place by Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. It's not just that those guys are good players. They believe they've got a really solid locker room. This is not a teardown, which should be music for the years, of guys like Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, and so many others. Takeaway number two, Christian Derisaw looks like he's on the verge of a very big second year in the NFL. Some of the staff here were with Trent Williams in Washington. They're not saying Derisaw's the next Williams, but they do see some similarities in his build and his movement skills. Mm, wow. Interesting. He also posted five thoughts from Vikings practice on Twitter. And so I'll just I'll buzz through these real quick and we can give our takes on his takes. Number one, ask the Vikings coaches, scouts who stands out. You'll get some form of the core here is really good. And that's character wise, too. This isn't a teardown. Number two, second thought, Christian Derrissaw stock going up emoji to the staff. Shades of Trent Williams, as he said in that video, in his build and movement. Number three, having experienced heady linebackers, Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendricks has been huge for Ed Donatel in putting in the Fangio-style defense here. Number three, two guys who could who could factor bigger than expected, K.J. Osborne and Cam Bynum, who's had a phenomenal spring. And then number five, the biggest question is probably at cornerback. Patrick Peterson has adapted quickly to play off more in Donatel's system, but the Vikings still have to sort out the rest at the position, Cam Dantzler and rookie Andrew Booth are competing for the job opposite Peterson. I don't agree with that. Dantzler has the job right now. It's not close. Like, like Booth has been good, and but there's been nothing in practices that, that has screamed Booth is competing. Booth is, is, I think, very solidly right now the third corner. 
and I like him, uh, but that's not a competition right now. Phil is Phil has been proven correct. Cam, this coaching staff looked at Cam and said he's good. Sorry, my headphones cut out there. What would you say? Phil Mackey has been vindicated in his in his staunch defense, partially helped by your PFF grades. On Cam Dansler. I love it. I love a week and a half into camp, and I am already correct about Cam Dansler without having seen a game yet. And uh, Josh Sokol is working insurance. So. Well, PFF, like ba- basically, <laughs> I think that that you talked about this in July, backed you up, right? Yes. And and so your thoughts off their chartage or or analysis of Dantzler right now looks like the Vikings brass and coaching staff has thought yeah. and said the exact same thing. The Dantzler slander has come from it's it reminds me a little bit of like the Tony Romo slander because he botched a snap as a holder and then had a couple late game interceptions, yeah. but it overshadowed all this other amazing stuff they did in his career. And he didn't win a Super Bowl, but with Cam Dantzler, it's like okay, he was in the doghouse for whatever reason, last year around this time, Mike Zimmer just had a falling out with him. And then he was, I think, deactivated for the first week. Yeah, he didn't play against Cincinnati. And then and he then tweeted I, something. He tweeted frustration, yeah. and that, and that like, sparked more controversy. And then I believe he was not in the right position for the Jared Goff game-winning touchdown pass where yeah. the Lions picked up their first win. That's correct. And listen, I'm not saying he should be exonerated for those two things, but everything else was actually really good for him last year. And it's not a surprise that he's playing well at training camp here. So you are correct. All right. Are you guys ready here? Declan, are you mentally prepared for? So, yeah, because uh, actually I I was going to tease something up because I didn't see the random Viking of the week in the prep note. So I kind of thought maybe you forgot forgot about it. I forgot to put it on there. So while you were doing this, though, I Googled a potential random Viking of the week for Mackie and Judd. Oh wow! Do oh, we, you're turning the tables. Do we potentially? Wow. Do we oh potentially gosh. do something different for Random and Viking of the Week and have Mackie and Judd go up against each other? Now the only issue wow. is, out of circumstance, if Mackie and I pick the same guy, then that will be just hilarious, and this could just be derailed in 35 seconds. Well, what are the odds? What are the odds of us picking the same guy? How about you changing the rules now completely? I thought you were going to like phone a friend. No, well, like like I thought how, Thor well, might. How Declan is so rattled by Random Viking of the yeah. Week. Yes. He is grabbing the reins and saying, "This no, is enough, unbelievable." Enough. Phil's going to be embarrassed yeah. now. How, how about <laughs> this? Is like Con Air. But if Mackie gets the point. It counts for Declan. John Malkovich. Okay, so I am. I am essentially. Declan. I'm pinch hitting for Declan today. Yeah. Who is random ta- Viking who is of the tapping week? Tapping okay. out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I will say I was pretty excited for the one. I'll just save mine for next week for you guys. Unle- I'm pre- pretty excited. It's Fran, though. It's Fran Target. Unless it's this one, which will just be amazing. And I've had this like weird suspicion. It just could be. I don't know why or fear. All right. It would be. Im- there's. There's know, no be way. Almost impossible. Yeah. Okay. Well. All, all right. right. First clue. This random Viking of the week is from Kannapolis, North Carolina. Kannapolis, you guys from there? Is Kannapolis, uh, North Carolina? We do not have the same one. Okay, so. that's a good sign. All right, uh, he played college football in the uh, All Conference USA, where he was a first team player. All Conference USA player. Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This random Viking of the week. And one of the more random facts I've ever found. Started a fashion brand with former Titans running back Chris Johnson after he retired. Luxury fashion brand Wealthy War Intentions. That's a very lengthy name for a company. But he started a company with Chris Johnson. 
Hmm, okay. This random Viking of the week also had a very good UFL career. This random Viking of the week played for these coaches. Rex Ryan, Brad Childress, Raheem Morris. But I will say his NFL statistics were all with Minnesota. But he did coach. He did. He was under those uh, under the tutelage of those coaches for two different stints. All right, I'm, I'm going to take a guess. Okay, I'm pretty lost here. Uh, was it C.J. Mosley? Okay. Wow, dude, that's a deep that's a, well, he, yeah. play, he played for wow. the Jets. He got traded for Brooks Bollinger. So, okay. Brooks Bollinger would be another great guess, but I'm going to guess he probably the didn't partner with, with Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson for a fashion line. Here's some pleated khakis. This random Viking <laughs> of the week, Doc Martens, set a <laughs> franchise record in his rookie season with the Vikings. A franchise record at the time. It has been broken. But it was a franchise record at the time when he was in a just rookie. Some, in just some category? Yep. In a game, he set a franchise oh, record so a for this. Game. this. He set a franchise record in a game. Now, now I do have a question. Was uh-huh. Childress his first coach, or did he play for another one of those coaches first? Childress was his first coach. Okay. This random Viking League was a fifth-round pick. By the Vikings. Uh, David Heron. Wow. Wow. That's as deep of cut as CJ Mosley. Maybe oh. deeper. I just wanted to say David Heron to show the audience how deep my Vikings linebacker knows. David Heron. This random Viking of the week only recorded. Sorry, must have missed it. 18 receptions in his Vikings career. 18 receptions. When he went to the UFL, he led the team in receptions under Marty Schottenheimer in 2011. Jamar Johnson. I'm done to my last guess here. J- wait, hold on. So we got a receiver here. I love Jamar okay. Johnson. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna guess three times before Judd even rattles off his second one. All right. Andre Allison. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andre Allison. That's let's like go. David Heron. Let's That's awesome. Go. Andre Allison Dang. set a uh, Vikings record. <laughs> He returned a kick for 104 oh. yards his rookie year, which was uh, a Vikings record until Cordell Patterson broke it. I forgot he played for the Jets. So he was claimed off waivers by the Jets okay. in August of 09. Right, probably around the time mm. Favre came. It was August. He was claimed off waivers on August 5th of 2009. Right. Nice. But then he tore his ACL in the final preseason game with the Jets. He was right. scheduled to make the team. Um, but then tore his ACL. He then went to the UFL cup of coffee for the Bucks, and then went back to the UFL 
and led the team in receptions when they won the UFL title under Marty Schottenheim. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, wow, dude. didn't Dante play for the Sacramento Lion Kings of that league? Yeah, I think he did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jenny coached in that league, too. Wow. I mean, he might have coached right, we Sacramento. Got, we got nice. Jacqueline back on the board there. Yep. Back on Andre the board. Andre Allison, baby. Amazing. All right, there's your random Viking. I'll save. We'll get you back in. Maybe you and I can kind yeah. of tag team against we'll, uh, the treasure trove of knowledge that is Judd here. You're a little I, I don't Judd. think it's going to be possible to overcome the 16 point lead he has here. We'd have to chip away at that over the course of 2022, 23. We'll we'll All see. right. All right, dudes. There it is. Uh, that is. Oh, over on a uh, flagrant howls. If you're a Timberwolves fan, oh. Craig Kilborn scheduled to join the show today to <laughs> nice. list his five favorite obscure Timberwolves. Oh my god! So nice. check that Speaking out. Of see you guys balls. tomorrow on uh, Purple Daily. Gary Leonard. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.